You alone are a groupie and you enjoy your run Back to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be So welcome to the world that fun they run community If you're 17, 25, push it in You're back. I'm back. I'm back. Yes. I glad to be back or ecstatic. Ecstatic, yeah. That's, I, I'm ecstatic to be back as well, to be honest with you. No, oh, yeah. Do you know what ecstatic means? It means excited and very happy and joyful. Why have you turned your camera off? I'm not. It, it, this uh, this new phone. This is why I wasn't. <sighs> this phone. Every damn day. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 10, Episode 6 of the What the Fart Like podcast. Normal service has been fucking resumed. My name is Rob. <laughs> F-bomb straight away. And my name is Matt. Can you just, we've, we've even before we started recording, you've turned your camera on and off three times. You've gone sideways at least ten times. Mm. Can you it, just please chill out? It doesn't, doesn't matter to the people listening at home, though, because they're all uh, on audio. It matters, it matters to me, Matt. <laughs> it matters to me. Uh, Captain Carves lurking in the background. How are we doing, JP? Yeah, I'm very well. Yeah, all these technical difficulties are just, yeah, terrible. It's, it's just he's poor. he's a technical difficulty. I thought I thought everything would be running smoothly now. This new new fandangled technology that I've got. What? Because you've got a phone that's not held together with bits of string. For the first time in years. I have fixed my old one, though. <laughs> I know. I know you fixed your old one, your Huawei. Yeah. Why, I'm surprised you've not sent the Samsung back. No, no. no. I'm using it as a spare, just in case I end up dropping this one. <laughs> type, what, type, what have you type. fixed it with, Matt? Is it cling film and a bit of chewing yeah. gum? Or? A bit of blue tack, yeah. A bit of... <laughs> <laughs> Some lollipop sticks and stuff. Is it Columbo? What was it? Was it Columbo, the American detective in the eighties? Maybe not eighty, me, but the Latanga are out. No. 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 The Wombles, maybe. <laughs> Tell it up, it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, we're not really doing anything of uh, running related, are we? Today, we're just making fun of you. It's good to have you back, mate. Um. <laughs> Well, it's what's on the show today. Get straight into it. Yeah, uh, talking about how our weeks in running's gone. It's gone pretty, pretty down well, to be honest with you. Uh, the awesome Gemma Dooley uh, is here. The running gem, ultra runner, uh, ultra X22 runner, um, is here to tell us her story. Uh, the part run duo are back. Uh, that is Ben and Emma. That's not us two, Robs. We did part run together this week, didn't we? Mm, we were the part run power couple, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, more about that later on. Uh, SMJ, is he going to be back again? For the I, don't know, I, I don't know. JP, JP's not had a clip yet, so we'll see. <laughs> that, we'll cut that a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got the roll calls. And the thank yous. Ooh, thank you. Great loads to get to, haven't we? Mm. Yeah. Good. Should we get into oh. it? I, I, I think, into one more thing to get to. I think there is, yeah. Mm. To, to be fair, I, I thought what? we were going to ship you off to the deserted island and get some sun, um, but you've not actually gone you just stayed in this country and got a bit of sun yeah 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 make your jokes make your jokey what? jokes what, why are you wearing a hat rob looks <sighs> like a fucking drumstick that's why <laughs> <laughs> come come closer come closer 
little tweets you get. Those little tweets you get them them squishums. <sighs> you guys are the worst. Matt and I went to watch some local cricket. I had the hat on, like I had this hat on, in fact, and we it was very very hot, wasn't it? So yes, I've I've burnt my entire face except for the bits that were covered by by the hat. <laughs> so you didn't do it while running then? No, there's no dangers in running in the sun or like that, no. No. Well, there are dangers. It's a good point, Matt. We do need to... We're in a heat wave, aren't we? And we do need to uh, really consider staying hydrated and running at appropriate times in the day. We did. We did all that, didn't we, on Sunday morning? But unfortunately, the horse had bolted by that point because we got blind drunk in a field on Saturday afternoon and I was already burnt to a crisp. So. <laughs> good times, good times. It was worth it. It was totally worth it. But- uh, but we've already kind of segued into how our week's been. Why don't you uh, take over and tell everybody what you've been up to from a running perspective this week? Uh, yeah, a little bit of everything. So last week I wasn't here, but I might managed to do uh, a consistent mile last week and this week. Both 29 miles for the week, for last week and this week. So not too bad. Uh, a bit of speed work um, with you, uh, you you and Sammy. Mm, yeah. uh, which, which was good. Um, you, you went off and did your bits and I went off and did my bits. Both smashed it. I'm sure you'll add to yours in a bit. And then obviously me and you went to a parkrun where we both decided to go for it and, and have an effort. So, uh, yeah, good week all round. And then they obviously eight hilly miles uh, with you on Sunday. So decent mileage. It's, it's ticking along nicely. So, uh, no, no, no hills neither. No hills. No, no hills. No hills. Oh, don't, don't worry. We already told on you last week. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We grasped, we grasped <laughs> you immediately. <laughs> good, good luck for that in the next segment, mate. Yeah. yeah good luck seeing bad later. <laughs> <laughs> he is he is fuming uh good yeah no you're smashing it mate you are absolutely you are cooking it on gas and we'll talk more about parker i'm sure as part of the parker run segment but you were a little whippet you flew didn't you um yeah amazing mate sub 20 brilliant yeah great great job you, you absolutely awesome effort and it was it was hot on that saturday morning as well at edgebaston reservoir so yeah great couple of weeks mate long may it continue i think we might be on for big things uh in the matty Tiny dancer space in 2020. Keep these speed sessions going and uh, keep ticking over and try not to get injured. Main mm. thing. Uh, okay. Obviously, Jim's helping. <laughs> <I bought. laughs> yeah, it's always good. It's always useful when you don't injure yourself. Yeah. Uh, JP recommended a, a, a massage gun, which gun which is uh, helping. So that's uh, getting some usage. So uh, yeah, so all, all good, all good. Everything's ticking along nicely. So uh, you, you you smashed it as well though on uh, on the uh, intervals the other week the other day. Yeah, a good couple of weeks. I did want to call something out. Um, on Thursday, we ran. You mentioned that Sammy, myself and you ran together. We did speed sessions up at the old Europa Link. Uh, the old, It's a nice little flat bit up at the top of my estate, the old airfield. Uh, Ben's got a nice mile loop that he, he, he kindly showed us that we like to use for speed sessions. Um, I had a great one. You had a great one. Sammy mentioned something to me, though, just on an aside. And I, I, I think I don't think I'm preaching here to anybody who needs telling this. But just in case, uh, while Sammy, we were all off doing our own thing. So we weren't running together. And Sammy was running along the expressway, along the, the, the linkway itself and uh, got some catcalls. And mm. it just if that's something that you think is acceptable, then you're a cunt. So fuck off. <laughs> Exploit, ex- explicit warning, JP, this week. Sorry, mate. Uh, but that's how I feel. It's just not acceptable. It made her feel like crap. It made her, it ruined her run. Um, she downplayed it a lot, which she shouldn't have to do. 
And it's not just it's my wife that I'm saying it. I think it's absolutely abhorrent, regardless whether you're male or female uh, receiving it. But I think women particularly, when trying to run, have enough to contend with as it is in terms of feeling safe, feeling comfortable, feeling like they've, they don't have to compare themselves to what the marketing world thinks they should look like. And it doesn't need other people driving down the road to think that they can add to that 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 dilemma so just give your head a wobble if if that's something you ever you think is even in the realms of reasonability so that's just my little rant i think i think you're preaching you're not preaching but you're saying this to, to the community that we share so i'm no. guessing everybody has that thing yeah so yeah. The, the people that need to hear this probably won't hear it which is a shame no. but no. you know what i mean yeah i do i do you're gonna say something pick up yeah, yeah, very, very similar, actually. You know, the, the people that need to hear it won't actually get to hear this. But, you know, you, you, it's just, it's 2023. Come on. Who's, who's actually getting anything out of, out of that? And, you know, it, it is our responsibility to keep talking about it. And, you know, it, we, we've done this before. We've, we've said said our piece on this. But we've just got to keep calling it out and keep calling it out and, you know, make sure that they are hosted for it not being acceptable. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Safe bell spaces ends. for all. Absolute balance. Uh, but, yes, yeah, sorry. So to bring it back on, speed session, uh, hit my mileage for the week. We had a really nice time at Edge Baston Reservoir. I didn't quite go as fast as I wanted to at Park Run, but I'm not beating myself up. I got under 22.30, which I was really proud of, um, even though I'd have liked to have gone a few seconds quicker. Sunday was a beaut of a run, a real beaut of a run. I really, really enjoyed it. And thank you for plotting the route and taking me out. It was a, it was a route that we've not done before. Um, challenging up to Woolly Reservoir, undulating. There was one hill that was just a demon, an absolute demon. It wasn't the distance, it was the incline. It was just, I felt like my lungs were going to fall out my arsehole by the time I got to the top of it. But it was it was, it was, was good. And we got through it and we had a good time. We saw some nice sights in the sun, didn't we? And good company. So, yeah, uh, very very enjoyable. Uh, how about you? Pick up. So, sorry, go on, Matt. I'm sorry, I think I just like... Like I said, I think we spoke about it on the run. I think any new routes that you learn, any new trails that you go down, it, it just makes it a bit more enjoyable. You know, I know you've not done that route before. I've not done it for a long, long time uh, since I lived over that over that uh, end of town. Um, so, yeah, we're good to get out and, uh, and get out in the sun mainly. Yeah, it's the unknown, isn't it, I think, that may, often makes a run go quicker or make you forget where you're running. We get, we can, we're creatures of habits by nature, aren't we? So if you know a route, and you know it, the ins and outs of it. And we've mentioned previously, just, just just when I was having my rant about safety and familiarity, and you might run the same routes because for any of those reasons as to why, but you can get a little bit tired of them, I guess, and having a refresh. I, I often find myself, when I know a route and I know how far a mile is, I know how far a mile and a half is, I know how far it is to be a mile from the end. I find myself almost counting down to each section, but when it's somewhere new, you just get a bit lost in the sights, don't you? And it's, yeah, it was a great one. Really, really enjoyed it. How about you, pick up? Yeah, I'm, I'm back on plan. Uh, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago that, you know, having rest is, is a, a key part of the process, but I feel much better when I've got a structure. Um, so, so I'm there. Uh, I, did, I did part run as well. Um, I did it in 55 minutes. So, Tailwalker, um, weren't you? Tail walking, yeah, which was which was nice. It was uh, it was a bit of a change from what I'm used to. That first time um, doing. And then last minute, yeah, I've done it on the juniors before, but not not the mm-hmm. full full one. So yeah, it was good. And then uh, I, I got a last minute entry into the Manchester uh, half yesterday. So yep. I know we're recording on Monday. Um, and yeah, the, the heat was was good for some, but 
Uh, I, I think a lot of people had to reevaluate on course because it got really, really warm really quickly. So there were, there were quite a few casualties, which is sad to see. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I was practicing the pacing for for the jubilee, so I'm keen to talk more about that next week. But uh, but yeah, I think um, I think what I set out to do is exactly what I did. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Good, and so you should. Well done, mate. Yeah, it's always tough out there in the heat, especially those races in the cities where you're doing a lot of running on kind of like when you track the longer races where you're obviously getting linked from one place to another by an expressway or a dual carriageway, and you've got that tarmac just beating up at you and it undulates. Yeah, it's horrible, yeah. isn't it? Um, so well done. It segues is nice though, because you mentioned about pacing, you mentioned about Jubilee, and we are going to talk about that a little bit later. While we're doing the, the pre-segment, I've actually just had a little little message from the guys at Run Through just to confirm everything and to offer us a couple of other opportunities as well. So hopefully this is the start of something cool, uh, doing the uh, the pacing takeovers for the podcast. If you are uh, thinking of signing up, 4th of June, uh, Witness and Runcorn Bridge, the Jubilee 10K, uh, come along and you'll get someone in turquoise pacing you, one of these three idiots possibly, depending on the time that you're looking for. We'll talk more about that next week though. But it's not the only community event that we've got coming up. We've got plenty coming up, including our fact, like family picnic coming up in July. But what I want to talk about, and I am amazed at the, the response we've had in the hour or so since we posted it, uh, Make Matt Run is back for 2023, boys. Yay. <laughs> Making me run. It's yeah. all the stuff that comes around it is what I'm worried about. <laughs> well, yeah, true. Well, you're actually in some kind of vein of running form at the moment, so... You're normally injured for these things, or feigning injury. Yeah. Like, like, one of my favourite flashback moments. Like, I always feel like if, if 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 we were more committed to doing it, we could have little archive flashbacks to funny things that happened in, like, early series. Might be one for JP to take away, to throw in some episodes, like, whoop! But uh, do you remember, like, dead early on when we did one of these challenges? I think it was, like, the very first Make Matt Run challenge, the Strava art one. And you injured yourself a week in because you were trying to headbutt, you were trying to header a lampshade while watching the football with your lads. Oh, yeah, jeez, I forgot about that. Mm. Yeah, yeah idiot. Like, what you were wait, telling wait, me... Wait, like, is that, that's the first time that's been talked about? <laughs> no, no, it's, no, it's, no, that was on the podcast. Like, it's series one. I, I forgot that happened, wow. How did you remember that? Because it's hilarious and you're an idiot. And so it's. And you were never going to reach the light. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because you're tiny. And when and 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 when you die and I'm at your funeral reading, (laughs) giving you a reading, that's going to be in there. (laughs) And the little dickhead used to do stuff like this. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But anyway, sorry. But yeah. So make that run is back. Very, very exciting, boys. We're going to change the format a little bit. It's still a little bit up in the air, so I don't want to give away anything that might not happen. But what we think we've got locked in is that we're going bigger this year in terms of teams. It was two of us the first time round. It was three of us the second time round. We are going for five teams this year, which is pretty exciting. (laughs) Yours truly and these two monkeys are, of course, going to make up some of the captains, three of the captains, and... Uh, the part run power couple, the cow club cuties. We're going to split them up, which will make for some wonderful podcasting in series 11, I do believe. Uh, and Ben and Emma are going to make up our other captains and we're going to have vice captains made up from the remainder of the core team. And then we're going to split you guys up into the teams from there. So you could end up on any of those five teams. If you don't know the Make Matt Run concept, if you joined the podcast a little bit later, you don't know what we're talking about. It's a very laid back, very silly, but very fun. 
and it's not from my mouth it's from from the feedback we've had a uh, challenge that we've done a couple of times uh, originated in lockdown uh, when we couldn't do much else and uh, it's evolved from there so over a 10-week period throughout series 11 so starting in july uh, we will separate contestants into teams and we will the headline of it is that you will try and run the most miles over that 10 week period but the reality is the number of miles you run doesn't really matter because where you're going to get points for your team and where you're going to win this thing is in the challenges that we set every week and we've done and i'm not committing to what we're going to be doing this this year but uh, in the past we've done fancy dress we've done scavenger hunts we've done um uh, run a mile as quick as you can we've done elevation challenges we've done uh, chat to somebody from an opponent team uh, on the phone while out on a run for, for half an hour there's been loads of fun stuff we're doing we're going to get all that ironed out in the build-up um but it's it's fun and it's been away too long, hasn't it, Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that's what brought this community together in the first place, didn't it? All them all them challenges, everybody getting involved, and especially the uh, the content contacting the other teammates for a for a chinwag or whatever. Uh, it were a lonely time during COVID, and that that certainly helps a lot of people, and a lot of friendships were formed through through that as well. So uh, hopefully that'll happen again. People might get come a little bit closer. Uh, and if you if you're worried about joining it, just listen to what other people said. Uh, they've, they've enjoyed it and they've loved it. So uh, yeah, get involved. Yeah, it was it it was good fun, wasn't it? And and you're absolutely right in what you're saying. If we're being compl- and this isn't an episode to go digging into the the reasons why we started a podcast, but the 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 headline summary is that we had no intentions of particularly building a community around the podcast it was nice that people cared and it was nice to have people involved but it was never a conscious effort early on make matt run when we first started it we expected it to be the core team so split amongst me and matt couple of ex-guests and maybe a few probably neil marshall let's be honest that's what we expected it to be maybe like 15 people at most and we had like 80 people sign up to that first one and 120 for the second one and it was not the popularity of it but it was the value of the connections that we saw come out the back end of it that really made us go not just you know what not even this is an opportunity this isn't this is a responsibility i don't think it was a choice at that point, it, we didn't have a choice to say, oh, we'll just we'll cut and run after this. It became our responsibility to continue to build this community and to, to take care of the people that are in it. And I hope we've done a decent job since of achieving that. But that was the one that made us go. And like you said, Matt, seeing people going, oh, I've gone for a, a walk and I've chatted to this person that I've never met before and lives on the other end of the country. And now you look at it two years. Like, so I was looking back at some of the videos that we did and looking at some of the people in it. And there's some people who haven't stuck around with us and that's absolutely fine as well. And, you know, aren't, aren't a big part of the community anymore. But there's some people where it's like a young Nicholas Finney um, uh, back in 2020, you know, like it's like, oh, wow, amazing. And then you're seeing all these people now three years on building these these really strong friendships. And what's lovely is that when we put it on the WhatsApp group chat, um, there was so a good few people who kind of mentioned this meant a lot to me the first time round, and I'm excited to do it again. So and pick up. It was kind of the, it was it was probably our introduction into you, really, wasn't it? We knew each other a little bit, but it was you dressed as Pamela Anderson running through the streets of Clitheroe that really we thought oh, we've got to get this guy into the core team. 
Yeah, you knew it was love then, didn't you? Definitely. <laughs> um, I mean, you're talking about all the positives. It's definitely positive, and there's so many relationships that are formed. But it got tribal as hell, didn't it? And, oh yeah. You know, hashtag team Mark and hashtag team Robert, and then Jack coming in there. Well, you know, yeah, the, the bands are flying around the groups was brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it is. It's good fun. So it's going to be over ten weeks, starting in July, in conjunction with Series Eleven. Statman John is of course going to be a master of ceremonies as always, and breaking news. Big news, Troy McNews is back. <laughs> Apparently he's been in a Colombian prison cell for the past 12 months. We don't know why. We don't know, we don't know the circumstances surrounding his arrest and subsequent incarceration. But what we do know is that he's now out and he's going to be back to give us all the updates on a weekly basis. If you don't know who Troy McNews is, then you need to go back and look at our stories from like 2021 and you'll see all about it. Uh, it's it's ridiculous, but it's good fun. But we're excited about it. If you want to get involved, whether you are a big part of the Fartlet family already or not, this is a great opportunity. If you've been listening to this podcast and thinking, I'd love to get more involved in this community, but I'm not quite sure how to, to jump in feet first. This is a good way to do it. The teams are going to be broken down into smaller WhatsApp chats that we'll have. So it's easier to connect with people because it can feel overwhelming, that 130 person WhatsApp group that we've got to kind of how do I get myself in amongst these quite confident, established voices. So this is like a little bit more of a safe environment, smaller environment. You've got you know, you're going to have representation from the core team across all of those teams looking after you taking care of you making sure you're okay and just giving you a bit of an opportunity to see what we're all about and get involved to whatever extent you want to so please do check out the socials we'll put all the links to how to get involved and sign up on the google form in this episode as well i'm sure jp will and let's let's just let's just have a boss time lads summer make matt run summer showdown 2023 yeah man and, it, and it's where and it's where the term fart like family came from as well all, all this that's where it was coined so uh, yeah can't wait to get started absolutely it's gonna be class in it right so uh that's enough us uh, waxing a little about that that's the sales pitch done uh, i think it's time to have a chat with a guest should we get over matt very eloquently introduced her but i'll just reiterate we've got uh, the running gem on today uh, gem dooley good egg really good egg um great chat it's been in the barrel for a while i mentioned it last time she's been dead patient with us we had a couple of time sensitive ones to get out and she waited no problem whatsoever so let's talk so you're going to enjoy it part of the brooks run happy team she's a pretty athletic ambassador so you know layla only picks good eggs don't she jp absolutely yeah yeah that was your chance to be really nice to paul i was gonna but she doesn't deserve it so. <laughs> Right, let's just quickly... She doesn't listen to this podcast anyway, does she? Let's no, go and have a chat. That's why I can get away with it. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Let's go and have a chat to Gemma Dooley, shall we? Do you want to roll that audio? Another week, another awesome podcast guest winging their way straight into your ears. Today, I'm chatting to a woman who, despite only really getting in the running bug a few years ago, has achieved an astonishing amount in the time that followed. We're going to take you on a journey today from not being able to run 5k consecutively to a mind-boggling 250 kilometer challenge over the dolomites with ultras and marathons thrown in between for good measure she's also part of brooks run happy team in 2023 and just so happens to be a pretty athletic ambassador and if she's all right with layla she's all right with us i genuinely cannot wait to hear about these amazing stories the motivation sits behind them and plans in the future that will have an almost impossible task of topping them my guest today is the excellent Gemma dooley Gemma, how are we doing today I'm very well, thank you. And what an introduction. Um, that was not what I was expecting to say. 
There you go. We, we start strong and then yeah. it falls off a cliff afterwards. So <laughs> don't set your expectations too high. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you so much for joining me. I know you are a busy lady. Um, how's your day been so far? Yeah, not too bad. I've managed to actually get out for a whole two mile run today, which is nothing comparative to what I used to do, but it's something. Whoop, whoop. And let's just for context, if anyone doesn't follow you, doesn't know you, you've not just fallen off a cliff from a running perspective, because for any for any reason that is not very, very acceptable and reasonable in that you are, of course, pregnant, aren't you? I am, and I'm nearly halfway cooked now, which is uh, quite exciting. It is very exciting. And we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on it through the course of the conversation, because I think um, I think running through pregnancy and, and how it can impact your journey is, is super interesting. But before we get into any of that, let's let's go chronological. Let's take it back to the start, even though the start for you is not that long ago. Um, why don't you tell everybody who might not know how you got into running? Where did the journey begin? So um, for those who don't know, I'm actually ex-military and I hated running when I was in the army. Um, I wasn't as fast as everybody else. Couldn't kind of keep up with like the lead pack. I just kind of like scraped through. And I was watching the London Marathon, as so many of us are going to be doing this weekend. And I just got a bit inspired and went, oh, I'd really like to do that. So I found out that my company that I work for um, has like places. So I applied and I got one and I went, oh, bugger. now i've got to run 26 miles how do i do that i've um i remember last time i went for a run so we started off with the good old just try and run 5k which was um pretty depressing to be honest with you i think it took me like 45 minutes the first time a lot of walking um but yeah i um overcame the uh, ability well the inability to run and started to be able to actually run some form of uh distance uh realized there was something called park run never heard of it before started going to that um was doing really well uh did a couple of half marathons and went oh yeah it's actually pretty good this i like this maybe i'll actually get that four hours that i've sort of put my sights on because you know you do dr google mm-hmm. and, uh you go what shall i be running a marathon in and then, um, yeah, Big C happened, the old COVID lockdown, and nobody knew what was going to happen with any marathon. Um, and I don't know, I don't even know how I managed to do it. I also got a place in the ballot for Berlin. So wow. <laughs> in that same year, I was supposed to like run London and then six months later run Berlin. Um, but none of that happened because COVID hit. So kind of didn't stop the running but I started to sort of see the Instagram side of things Mm. and started to follow some people and Jordan um being one of them our old project marathon girl she just Mm -hmm. um Jordan even um on Instagram and was so inspired by her and I saw that she coached people and she had a coaching place available. And I thought, you know, the only way I'm going to actually continue running through COVID is if I've got someone telling me what to do and how to do this. Um, and that's kind of where then the sort of journey into that ultra world started to begin. Because as a team of people coached by her, we decided that we'd like to run 100 kilometres in a week. 
as you do <laughs> as you do but when you when it's covid and everyone's working from home mm. so um yeah we did that and then yeah it's just it kind of just spiraled from there to be honest with you into this like abyss of wow you can actually do ultras and it's not just for these super fast people anybody can do them and and we're, we're gonna we'll, we'll get on to ultras because i know that it's a huge part of, of your running journey that's followed when the world opened back up but just to circle back around a second from a, a it was a, it was a whirlwind by the sound of it because you've you've gone from a standing start to london marathon ready almost when when covid hits Did, was the 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 hard right turn that you took into fr- from running solo from doing it yourself into instagram into working with jordan who's amazing showed him on the podcast this series in fact um and 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 and, and the community side of things was that almost like a coping mechanism do you think for for, for what happened with the world shutting down yeah definitely because like it just it almost stopped everything that you knew you know it was the kind of escape from work you know the time I was working in operations which was just horrendous hours you know up at five in the morning and not finishing until like three four but you're still on your mobile at like nine o'clock at night because there's a problem and you know it just gives you that sort of release but you weren't allowed to go out and do stuff. So I had to choose between do I walk the dog or go for a run? Mm. And it was that kind of like, he's a bit old to go for a run with me. <laughs> so he, um, he he did end up um, suffering a little bit so I could go out running. But um, thankfully he's an old man and just likes to have a nap. <laughs> <laughs> good good well there you go worked out for everybody then didn't it did, did you um did you find that what was different then you know when you kind of got involved in the running community when you suddenly were working with a coach um how did that change your outlook on running so the definitely like the, so each each coach I've ever worked with has always had like a whatsapp group mm-hmm. and just the camaraderie amongst you like you could have a really, really rubbish run and you could go on there and go, oh, I didn't achieve all the paces I was supposed to and this, that, and, this. and everyone would go, oh, yeah, no, I've struggled with that one or this was the way I coped with it or, you know, you'd, you'd go on and also go, oh, today I managed to PB without even trying. Like, I'm so proud of myself and, like, everyone would give you that kind of virtual high five and it was just a way of sort of, seeing what else was out there as well there was you know it was being such a new runner and still even today I sort of consider myself pretty new to the world there's so many opportunities out there that you've sometimes just never heard of and someone will come up with oh there's this virtual event on so it kind of gave you something to work towards because I think a lot of people kind of dropped off their training because they didn't work towards anything and having that kind of little like goal whether it was like okay this month we're going to work on our 5k pace or whatever it was it did just help keep you motivated and keep going through quite a difficult time as well 
Yeah, it's it's really interesting, and and it's a conversation that has come up time and time again, particularly in earlier episodes of the podcast, because we we actually started at the end of 2020 towards the end of lockdown. It seems to be that people's experiences vary drastically from COVID, from a running uh, and from a mental health, a lifestyle perspective, whatever it might be. But particularly focusing on that running, for some people it really impacted them not being able to race. It was really negative. Training fell away. For some people, in a weird way, it was almost the catalyst that made them the runner they are today yeah I'd say it was probably the catalyst for me because I started to appreciate the love for going running in the countryside and not mm-hmm. seeing the soul um and that was just and just the bliss that came from that and I think that's where I started looking into trails and going I, I don't really like road I don't mm. run trails yeah <laughs> And, and, that, and that's really interesting and good segue as well, because we're going to talk about the world starting to open up again and all of a sudden a flurry of an influx of races that, that you'd previously booked or that you'd started to book that suddenly you had to fulfil. So tell me about what happened in 2021 as, as lockdown ended and as, as we started to get back to some semblance of normality. So uh, London and Berlin were moved to within a week of each other. Yes, not ideal. <laughs> At the end of the year. However, um, I managed to sign up for 100k uh, before I'd even done a marathon um, just because I went, oh, you know what, that looks pretty good. Let's just do that. Mm. And um, so I did Race the Stones. Yeah. So I had to like, I ran, um, I ran around a race course can't remember which one it was but it was like six laps of this race course and it was a marathon mm. that was my first experience of marathon distance okay so you threw yourself into it then it was like, yeah it was a bit like this is no no like berlin no <laughs> you know that kind of like oh my bit my first one's like some big major no it was running around a racetrack yeah um, <laughs> not, not ideal um but I was like, wow, I'm actually pretty proud of myself because I didn't think I was going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't take anyone to support me, just literally ran around it um, and then drove myself home, picked my dog up from my friend's house. And um, that was it. It was kind of like, right, I need to get ready for running 100 kilometres in a day. Let's see. Let's see what happens. And, you know, entering the world of ultramarathon kit as well that you need to carry. Mm. Um and I learned a lot of lessons on that on that ultra, to say the least. Well, tell me a little bit about Race of the Stones then, because we're, we're obviously we're, we're going to get on to to the big 250 bad boy in a little while. But he's obviously the the, the 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 first spark in the love for ultra running and for trail running. Tell me a little bit about how that experience went. Um, so just starting off, I, I definitely ran off a little bit too fast. Um, I I'd, I'd looked at other people's times and set because y- you do when you're quite novice you kind of say well what pace did they run it mm. um rather than just running your own race which is something i've just learned as i've gone along um but i didn't change my socks halfway when i should have um so i had slightly wet feet and some delightful um looking blisters by mm. uh, i i met the lovely claire um Mummy Mutters, I think is her Instagram handle. Just give her a shout out. Um, she's running London this weekend. She's amazing. But I met her um, on course and we ran with each other for a while. And she was she was in that dark place. 
Um, and I was like, I'll stick with you for a bit because I used to live in the area. So I'd run like a good 15, 20 miles at the course before. Yeah. Knew what was coming. I knew what the ground was going to be like. I knew the turns because I'd done them so many times because I'd just been up there. I thought, you know what? I've got the advantage of living on the Ridgeway. Let's go and like recce what it's actually going to be like. Um, unfortunately, I'm a celiac and there wasn't much celiac friendly food at the uh, pit stops. Um, so I, I survived on 10 gels. Um, no. It isn't ideal. Another learn, yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness I took 10 with me. Yeah. Um, and my stomach stayed intact throughout. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that's probably the, the, the more impressive feat. Yeah, and even the next day it was it was pretty good. So I was quite impressed with myself. But the, the I rang my mum at about 85k and was a bit teary and a bit cryy. And she at the time she was running a pub in North Wales, which you know reopened and everyone had helped me raise a bit of money to help the heroes who I was running for. And um I just had the whole pub like literally cheer me on. And it was just it just kind of gave me that little lease of life that you need, especially like ultra trail running. There, there isn't like crowds and crowds of people around. Yeah. Like you get to a checkpoint and people will be like, woohoo. But in between checkpoints, there's, there's not much. There's just you and maybe another runner and a sheep and a cow. So I managed to come in just before it came. It got dark. Um, and I remember turning onto the final straight. And I did it last year with a friend. Um met her at 18 miles and I was like you're gonna love the final straight and I, I spotted two lads in front of me and I just went do you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna beat them <laughs> love it <laughs> I was just like I, I'm just gonna beat them and the final finished photo that the one of the guys his face is pure shock he's like almost like where did she <laughs> come from because I just gave it everything and then I think I just cried. I, I seem to, it seems to be a bit of a theme when I finish like a big race is cry at the end of it. And I think it's that sheer relief that it's over. Because um, you say to yourself, oh, I'm never doing this again. But like three weeks later, you've already signed up to like, yeah. multiple races. Um, but yeah, it definitely kind of gave me that bug. And it's one that I want to go back to and do again. Because um, I live at the other end of it now as well. So I've I've moved from kind of the start line to like the finish line. So um, yeah, it's still home turf. It's like a home turf ultra. Absolutely, much more convenient, I think, being close oh, to the yeah. end than the finish. And um, my next question then: You've done race of the stones. You've already mentioned to me kind of a couple of times in conversation now that you know trail running, ultra running, it's it's sparked something in you. It's it, you've, you've found a passion and a love for it. And it's, I, th- I think you said earlier that, you know, you, you found that you enjoyed it more than road running. You have then, of course, had to go back to do London and Berlin a week apart. Now, they're two of the best marathons in the world to run if you're going to run a road marathon from a support perspective, from a prestige perspective, from an all-round experience perspective. But did you find that maybe they were slightly anticlimactic because of how much you'd fallen in love with with the trails after Race of the Stones. Yeah, because even my training, I kept on the trails. Mm. I, I didn't really, like, I did go out and do big loops of, like, the Oxfordshire area that I was living in at the time. Um, but, it, you know, 
nothing beats kind of running past like Dickcock Power Station. And if anyone's ever run past it before, it's a delightful sight. <laughs> You've got a, power, a coal power station on one side and a train track the other, and you're just a bit like, this is depressing. Yeah. Um, so I did do road work, but it definitely wasn't enjoyable. And I'd found, personally, I found Berlin pretty solitary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went, there was, you know, there was, a, it was, it had gone really, really hot. And I don't think we were kind of expecting it to be that warm. So it kind of knocked me for six and on sort of like what I was expecting. Because I was really, really working towards trying to get a four hour like marathon. Mm-hmm. And by sort of mile 12, it was like, that ain't going to happen. So I had, you know, I had quite a few paddies going around that one um, and a few talking to myself. And because I didn't really know where the route was or how much further. And it was all that kind of stuff that goes to your head of like, are we there yet? Mm. and you know again you know you see the gate and you go okay I, I remember what my coach said remember what my coach said they said don't open up your legs as soon as you see it because it's a long way after that still and you know I gave it my all but it wasn't fantastic whereas London was so different like the atmosphere the whole way round. there was there was never a quiet moment so you almost felt like you had your like own personal cheer squad all yeah. around London. And any t- any tip to anyone running like an event like that is write your name on your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really helped because you just occasionally just hear kind of a go drummer and you'd be like, okay, yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, even though you've got like music, I, I run with music because it just it's just a way of entertaining and zoning out a bit Mm. Uh, but I managed to do a faster time a week later and I think that was the crowd it was the crowd supporting me all the way around and knowing at the time I was um, being trained by Lily with Passa and they had like a little like group of them who were on Tower Bridge and you know I'm really sorry to all the other runners around us we they, they do have cannons of like confetti mm-hmm. quite a few do get quite shocked when you know the passer cannons go off um and you know it just it really cheers you up and my other half was literally trying to race me round London and like he had like two photos of me where he literally was just missing me each time <laughs> you were running so much faster than I expected um, and I was like oh yeah so yeah but it was it was just so different um I got offered a place this year and I was really really gutted I couldn't take it and I had to like respond to the team that offered it me kind of go really sorry I, I you know I'd love to and you know there's no nose against running pregnant but I haven't done the training to do yeah. that justice so I'd rather it go to someone who's going to give it some justice I would have just gone for you know just for fun um, yeah. and probably walked quite a lot of it whereas somebody else will you know revel in that fact because they're building up their stars yeah it's it, it is such a special experience isn't it and um and, and will have will have taken place by the time this podcast goes out so i'm sure there's a lot of um uh, maybe first time londoners that are reflecting on uh, on what they did just a couple of weeks ago um uh, let's let's 
let's move on to, to the, the biggie then. We've alluded to it a couple <laughs> of times. Um, uh, coming out of London and Berlin, you through um, offer, uh, winning a place in a, in a competition, you ended up doing something pretty incredible, didn't you? Tell, tell me about the big one. Yeah, so um, during COVID, I actually won a place uh, to do to go to the World Championships in Slovenia with Ultrax, um, and it got cancelled twice. So I kind of was doing build-up training and kind of going for it twice. And, you know, we weren't allowed to travel because of COVID restrictions and stuff. So it just kind of get, kept pushing. I'm so thankful for that. Mm. Um, because without that, I don't think I would have finished. Um, so, yeah, it was 250 kilometres over five days over the Dolomites. Um, and as much as I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Um, I was absolutely bricking myself um, because most of the people there are people who've already completed a 250 um, or they've won like a 50k or 100k with with the Ultrax team. Um, not many are kind of, you know, completely green as I was yeah. at that start line. Um, and day one, it was so hot the heat was bounding off the tarmac and all these people just like were running ahead and I was thinking oh my god I'm never gonna keep up um and they give a generous time to get to each checkpoint um but day one just was a bit like I've got to do that again tomorrow Mm. and you know you're living off camp food you're sleeping in a sleeping bag with we had four of the ladies in our tent. One lady who's English was limited. Um, I still don't know how to say her name to this day, so we just kind of c- called her something else that we were able to pronounce. We were just like, you okay? okay. And we just like kind of do thumbs up and she'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, as long as you're all right. Um, but that that was an experience beyond anything because there was proper ultra athletes out there. Um, you know, the, these are like seasoned pros out there competing. Um, and they were phenomenal, the times that they came in. Mm. How they just like literally threw themselves up the mountain and then threw themselves back down. And then there's your average Joes like myself, just kind of like hoping that you scrape through each day and that you don't get sent home because you haven't hit, you know, your cutoffs. Um, and I think the way everyone would come around each other every night or even on the runs like you come across someone and someone would be in their little dark place of like I can't do this I can't go forward I can't run anymore you'd you'd just pick each other up and be like come on let's let's just have a little jog out come on let's let's go because it was so hard on your feet like just the constant pounding of like going up and down and just the terrain that we were having to deal with as well but it was it was it sounds really cheesy but it was life-changing um because I realized what I could achieve and I think that was the biggest thing um like day three I got lost um we, we you, you on day three you move camp and you you run from one camp to another and I, got, I literally just missed the sign 
that says turn up here and I carried on straight along and the GPS on my watch was going I was still going in the right place and then it went do 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 like you finished and I was a bit like there's no camera here and I was thinking I'm in a foreign country by a riverbed where the hell is this campsite so thankfully I had my phone and I did do a bit of Google mapping and I used my noggin and just kind of was like, right, okay, there's a campsite over the other side of the river. Maybe they're there. So I came into our camp the completely backwards way. Rather than backtracking like the mm. person would do, I just kind of went off on a bit of a whim. It's not as exciting, is it? It's not the same adventure if you do it that way. <laughs> and I just went in and I had the most I had the biggest breakdown. It was proper like I got believe I got lost and everything was awful. <laughs> Laughing about it now, but I did finally cross into that like I was like, I need to cross underneath the line because I need my time to stop. Mm. That's what wow. I was concerned about. Well, yeah. yeah time, my, the, thankfully, my best friend had uh, volunteered out there to, to be part of the support crew. So I kind of had my like own little support crew there. And so she went and like, yeah. got my coat and was like, just sit down and drink this. And it's like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's experience, though. I mean, that's, that's a story that not everybody's got, isn't it? And, and of course, you did finish. You finished with a plum. You've, you've mentioned life changing. Surely... That that must be not just in running. That must be a, a strong foundation in most of your kind of decision making in life. Now it must be a fact. You know, when you think about something being difficult or something being outside of your capabilities, or even I mean, we talked a couple of times about how you, you're pregnant. You know, it's a, it's a very daunting experience um, growing a person inside of you. But it must be one of those things that when stuff gets a little bit dark and a little bit difficult, that you can really draw on for inspiration. Yeah, and also it's that kind of like when you look around at the you know the team of us that were out there doing it, we were all so different. We all had completely different running backgrounds. You know, some people were like seasoned pros to some being quite green in in the sort of ultra world. And you know, at the end of the day, like I think there was only a handful of people who didn't finish, and that was either for medical reasons, like and. In fairness, it, most of it was medical. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the team that you had out there supporting you, and like the physios and osteos, were just, they what they're what kept you going. Because, you know, a lot of people will feel after a run that kind of, I can't walk down the stairs and I can't sit on the toilet kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Like everything just hurts. We had that for five days. Yeah. So but if it wasn't for them, like, just making us power through a bit of a massage on the old quads and you know sorting us out i think even more of us wouldn't have survived the five days Mm. and you know i do sit there and there's quite a few biggies that i look at and i go oh that that, that'd be quite nice i'd quite like to do that one um but you know i have to get clearance to do them now because i have to leave well I would have to leave a, a little baby at home with mm, yes. to go off and do my little adventures. Um, but I've got I've got my my ultra comeback race in in sights. Um, it's it's there. I haven't decided between fifty or hundred yet, but you know it's it's there. It's what I'll be working towards once uh, once baby's arrived. Um, but 
I think now it's that kind of thing of how did I run that distance when quite short distances are a bit of a struggle? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I get that's, that. that. That's the head. That's the head mess up at the moment. Of like, how did I used to run on a week, kind of fifty miles a week, quite easily, no problems? And I ran down into town to pick a prescription up today and back again, and I had to walk parts of it. It was kind of like almost stepping back to that very beginning. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it is. It's it, it's. I think that impacts so many people. Not not just through pregnancy. Not just after completing a huge event. It, it's the big that self comparison. Comparison is a thief of joy and all that cheesy yeah. sayings. But it, it can be difficult, can't it? But one thing that you've I, I want to make sure we cover. I can't believe we've been talking for nearly half an hour already. It's flown by. But I don't want to leave this conversation. You, you've alluded to it a couple of times. You mentioned it when we were chatting before. You are a very very big advocate in. Um, the accessibility and the availability of uh, and the benefit of ultra running as a community as a discipline as a hobby a pastime a sport whatever you want to call it to everybody you know not just elite runners not just you know your freaking natures that can just eat it eat up the miles day after day after day and running ultra running has become more accessible post-covid i think but there is still a bit of a stigma around who can get involved and who can do it but um you're a very strong believer aren't you in the idea that it's something everyone should probably give a go oh yeah massively like at no point in my training did i not have like you know have a little bit of a walk for a bit I don't I, I don't think I've ever run, you know, a 32 miler in a day. I've had a walk, you know, I've had a snack along the way. I've stopped to take some pictures of the countryside or do some, you know, content creating for, you know, Instagram and stuff. So it's not all about just like looking at your watch, hitting a pace. It's just about going out and enjoying it. And I love the fact that even some of my friends who are not runners have done ultras because I've said, do you, you do know you can walk? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I had one recently, she's messaged me saying, I've done something silly. I've signed up for 55k and I'm like, I'm so jealous. <laughs> my house and look at my ultra <laughs> that you might want to consider. Um, you, you know, there is a kit element, you know, it, they, some of them can be a little bit expensive. But I think what people have got to remember is that the achievement at the end of it, you know, for some people, just doing 5K is a huge achievement, which is great. But then it's that kind of, well, what's next? Yeah. And having that kind of what's next and the ultra world, it's almost like the endless possibility of like what is out there that you can do and nobody no ultra runner will say what time did you get yeah they'll just go wow that's amazing you can pick that distance yeah and that's the difference to road running and that's what i love about it it's not i can do a 5k at this time it's i can i can run an ultra and nobody nobody cares what time i got yeah yeah no it is it's a completely different discipline in that sense and and i think well worth um uh, exploring uh, if you are looking for that next step that next big challenge um we've we, we've not even touched on the fact that you you know you're a, you're a, you're a huge part of the online running community you're part of the brooks team 
Um, social media continues to, I mean, I guess now that you're not running as much because of the pregnancy, still playing a, a big part in, in kind of your running journey, your, your activity journey, your, your life in general, or has it kind of been a step back from everything whilst, uh, whilst cooking away the little one? Um, I definitely feel like it's slightly harder to create some content that's mm. interesting for people because like, I know people are interested in what's going on in life um, and, you know, I try my best, but, you know, I, I do a lot of CrossFit now, um, which is just a way to move, keep myself strong. And I've, I've, I've found that that's been a big helper, mm-hmm. um, especially whilst I've not been able to run as much. Um, but it's always nice to kind of have companies who still want to kind of work with you and like have you promote their you know products and stuff and like being part of Brooks Happy this year like they've had no issues with me being pregnant mm-hmm. like if you need to, us to send you bigger sizes and you're like yeah but I also want to be able to wear it post baby <laughs> yeah. you know, you're like you're kind of like in a in a um Catch twenty two. Catch twenty two. You're like, yeah. yeah, I want a bigger size for kit now, but I also want some really, really Gucci kit for when I finish this. Send, send me both, please, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it, it, it's, it is nice, and it is nice the way that you still get like the support from people, and like we, I've recently got engaged, which was so lovely to have like lots of flooding nice messages as well, and when we announced that we were pregnant you know that the support that you get was lovely um and it's just nice that people still are interested to mm. be honest with you um you know as long as I'm still interesting to people I think that's that's all I can kind of give them at the moment um and I suppose it's kind of like watch this space after you know probably end of this year yeah when we really start kind of trying to come back but you know running buggies are starting to like that's that's now what we look at not in a new pair of running shoes it's like oh what's the best running buggy out there that can go on trails <laughs> how priorities change hey and it'll, it'll all be there waiting for you when you're ready to get back listen time has flown by i'm sure we could talk for another half an hour if we wanted to but i will let you get back to your evening um before we finish you've talked a little bit about um uh you know a big plan have a baby uh next big plan there's an ultra that you that you're figuring out is, is everything else just a little bit gray apart from that is it get get those steps out of the way first then think about the next big one yeah like um biking is probably going to be how i'm going to keep the legs going uh just keep everything as strong as possible mm-hmm. and then um yeah i think once once i'm allowed to kind of like start properly running again i'll just i'm going to start simple couch to 5k um there's no shame in it um i've seen many people who've been pregnant and use that as a sort of like step themselves back in because i think it's easy to forget that you you're not starting from scratch but you almost are yeah so it's the best way to not get injured um but yeah it's all a bit kind of like get ready for baby try and plan a wedding um and all that jazz what's like trying to keep sane and do some form of movement because it's definitely it definitely makes me happier if i've been and done something yeah um rather than nothing 
Absolutely. Um, well, I mean, just a little bit on then is the short answer to that question, isn't it? <laughs> just just a few little bits to deal with. If people want to give you a follow on the old Instagram, you are the underscore running underscore gem, of course. We've mentioned the Brooks guys. Before I let you go, is there anyone else, any other companies that you're working with you want to shout out? Any any friends, family members, fiancés that you might want to say <laughs> hello to? Uh, and then we'll wrap up. Oh, I will always shout out the pretty athletic Layla. She is fabulous. Legend. She will have run um, London Marathon she by will. the time she comes out. Um, she is just absolutely amazing. And yeah. I also work with Kendall Mint Company. Um, Another great company, yeah. Absolutely. It's such a small team. Um, and they are so, so supportive because... Yeah, I don't really give them much content now because <laughs> I'm kind of not running much. But yeah. they, you know, they still they still like, they still tag, I still advocate their um, their product, and uh, it's 100 gluten free. So you know, see the uh-huh. out there. Um, and yeah, you know, I think every brand out there deserves a shout out because they all work extremely, extremely hard. Agreed. Agreed. Wonderful. <laughs> well, listen, time's flown by. Thank you so, so much for um, uh, for speaking to us. Um, I'm sure those people, if they're not already going to give you a follow, um, good luck with everything coming up and um, maybe see you out on the trails at some point in the future. Yeah, fingers crossed. And that, my fine four foot friend, my audio has changed slightly because my stupid computer's broken, so I'm on my phone. Uh, but that doesn't take away from how awesome Gemma Dooley was. What do you think of that, dude? Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome chat. Struggling 5K and going all the way up to uh, to, to running the ultras that she's doing. Amazing, 250 kilometers across the Dolomites. What the actual? Wow, just amazing, amazing. And the story she just tells while she's saying it as well. All these elite athletes and runners running by, and uh, what's what's with the what? fame? Have you listened to the guest before we recorded this segment? Yeah, why? Oh, because that never happens, ever. Well done, Mark. Get you. And you only sent it me about 25 minutes ago, half an hour ago. I know, and it was 35 minutes long, so I'm not sure I'd manage that. On, on double speed. 1.5 <laughs> speed. <laughs> Very good. But, yeah, no, awesome. Awesome. Like, re- really nice lady. Mm. Loads of amazing achievements. Running. But running's not on hold. If you keep following her Instagram, she's still very active uh, whilst going through pregnancy. Uh, but some of her challenges and goals are maybe on hold a little bit until she takes on another pretty big challenge um, in raising a person inside her. And then, um, but surely thereafter, she's going to go on and smash the next one because she seems pretty bloody driven, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Great, great chat, and uh, we we should all take a leaf out of her book, not by getting pregnant, but because that, that's, <laughs> we can't we can't do that. Jesus Christ, Matt! Ah, we're go. back. Don't, don't <laughs> <let me laughs> <resume>. <laughs> oh my God! Right, let's move swiftly on. Yeah, absolutely. You you go on mute for a while. Um, what's next then, guys? Are we um, Ben and Emery? Oh, surely, but uh, I've just the tide's coming. No, it's not for you, Matt. Don't worry. <laughs> Is that how Matt got pregnant? <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't really yeah. I don't. I don't think that's how it works. Not not in that one. Um, anyway, <laughs> there is a bottle and there is a tip inside. Let's have a listen to it. 
Photos. That definitely wasn't a car door. And Emma. How are you? I, uh... I've been trying to make, uh... That wasn't a car door either. I've been trying to make, um... Cigars. <laughs> been rolling a leaf around a rock and smoking it. Not good for the lungs, lads, not good for the lungs, but, you know, I've got past the time somehow. And it's hard, oh, it's hard. Oh, just sitting back looking, oh, wow, that looks fancy over there. What's that, look at the curves on that. Bloody, wait, there's a package, there's a package, oh, oh, there's a package, there's a package. There's a label this week, what's it say? From, uh, uh, from not, not bad for a fat dad. Oh, let's get in. Let's get in. Oh, I like that. That's what she said. Hi, Statman John. It's Adam here, aka Not Bad for a Fat Dad. I hear you're in a bit of a pickle trapped on a deserted island, so I thought I'd send you a bit of a care package. Hopefully, it will cheer you up until you get rescued. First up, I've sent you a food flask with some mashed potato in, which is my go to meal before my long runs. I've sent you a couple of sachets of Heinz ketchup if you want to add it on top like I do. It's nice and carby, so it should keep you going for a bit. I've also included a pair of Hoka Arahai running shoes, which are my essential running kit. They're super comfy and help keep my feet stable on long runs. So make sure you stick them on if you fancy a jog around the island. Thought you might get a bit bored, so I've sent you a cassette with my favorite What The Fartlek episode on. It's season eight, episode three, featuring Danny Kristoff, AKA underscore the running mank fellow mank and charity fundraiser he's a really humble and down-to-earth guy and he's got a really inspiring story i'm sure you'll enjoy listening to that one last but not least i've sent you some running bling but not the usual type i've sent my christie's challenge set of six interlocking medals which i received for completing my 50 half marathon challenge in 2022 when joined together it forms a giant medal with a heart on it's absolutely amazing probably the thing I'm most proud of achieving during my running journey so far. Anyway, I hope you get rescued soon, mate. Take it easy. Oh, oh that was fantastic. That wasn't lumpy at all. It was smooth. Much smoother than these cigars. Oh, that was lovely. A bit of Tommy sauce whipped in. One and a half sachets. I went full out. One and a half. Wastage. Come at me, Greta. I didn't mind. Um, yeah, that was nice. That helped the uh, the throat. Running shoes that I can't pronounce. Wonderful. I'll sprint. Sprint every inch of this island. What is land? Um, and underscore the running manga. Good man, good man, and interlocking bling. I like anything that interlocks. It's like me and Emma. Thank you, my lad. Oh, there's something else there always is. What's this? What's this? What's small? What's small? What's this? What the? Looks like a little top hat. Tiny little thing. A mono Monopoly board. I'll put that on my head that fits like a glove. Not like OJ's. Uh, uh, yeah, fantastic, lad. Great package. Great day. Great to hear your voice. I'm going to get back to smoking some more of these cigars. <laughs> There you go, Matt. 
another week on a deserted island. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 I want that medal that Adam's got. All them six, in, is it six? Or, I can't remember what it was. All them interlocking medals. So it was cool. I can't get over the fact that you look a bit like Wilson in Castaway with your hair. <coughs> it's, it's Wilton, isn't it? But yeah, but I was talking about the original Wilson, not Wilton. That my Wilson. John copyright pen, patent pending. Uh, I was I've not heard that one. I've not heard that one yet. What? You've not heard that one. That was last week's podcast. Is that because you weren't on it? You just decided not to listen to it? I started to listen to it earlier, but I've, I've, I've put issues with my phone, aren't I? So I've not had a chance to. So. There you go. Uh, but yes, he continues to be deserted. We still have some more opportunities to send Statman John a Kerr package if you'd like to do so. Uh, please do. Just get in touch on the socials and we'll let you know how you can get uh, your package into his hands. Um, that joke's not getting old, is it? Right, I think we should move on. Let's talk park run. Ben and Emma, are you with us? Yes. Hello. How are we doing, guys? Terrible. How are you doing? Well, I'm terrible. Emma might not be. <laughs> I'm all right. Ben's <laughs> Good. Ben, are we still nursing the injury? Are we still unhappy? Yeah. 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 It's, give, us, um... give, give us a quick update, man. What's happening? Um, it's improved from last week. I can I can walk without as much of a hobble. Um, I've been doing more strength and stretching. Um, I've had some days where I've hardly had any pain, except when I go downstairs. Um, but um, I did try a run last Wednesday before recording. It was terrible. It was really painful. I haven't tried again until just before park run on Saturday. Because Friday was quite a good day, I didn't really feel much much aggravation in the injury, so I thought I'll take my stuff and see if I can run walk it. But I ran for five minutes before park run, felt great, felt pain free. But then by the time I stopped, after about a minute or two, I started to feel it, so it started flaring up. So um, yeah, I resigned to the fact that I was going to be walking again at the weekend. So I've got acupuncture tomorrow night. I'm going to try that, see if I can speed up the process um another massage as well but so yeah we'll see see where we get and i'll just keep doing what i'm doing and it'll recover when it recovers and uh yeah that's how it is just 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 be a bit of a grump in between which is thoroughly deserved given the circumstance i think mate you're doing all the right things as well so it's crap isn't it even when you feel like you're doing absolutely everything you should be doing you're not getting what you hope the results would be it can be demoralizing can't it but i'm, I'm sure it'll Get itself not, and you'll be out smashing before you Yeah, thanks. I'm not, I'm not going to rush it. We, we've got an important trip in a fortnight and I need to be fit for that. So um, that's why I'm just going to go. It's electric electric acupuncture tomorrow night. So he's going to send shockwaves into me as well. So um, hopefully it'll speed it up. But yeah, I need to I need to be fit for in two weeks time. Um, so if, if I can't run before then, then so be it. Yeah, I'll just let it take its uh, take its course, and I'll come back and make sure I come back at the right time, rather than try to rush into it. So, yeah, good man. Well, I tell you what, then tell us about Park Walk, or well, Emma, tell us about Park Run, whichever way you guys want to do it. Um, what did you get up to this week? Where did you go? Um, what was what was what was the dealio? You want to start? 
So because Ben is injured, he didn't want to do a part run that we haven't done yet um, because we'd only have to go back because he wants to run it. Um, so we decided to take off one of my Nendies, which if you're not a 5K app geek, that is uh, nearest event not done yet. And you have like a list of them. So round is on my probably my top 10 Nendies. Uh, so that's where we went this week to Round A Park in Leeds. Um, been wanting to do it for a while. I'd heard it was a nice one, but Ben's already done it. When did you do it? I did it back in, I think it was May 2019. So it's been a while. So gorgeous sunny day. Uh, Round is a lovely park for anybody that's not been. So. Massive park, two big lakes, lots to do, lots to see. Uh, free parking all round, really easy to access from the motorways. Uh, yeah, lovely park. It's on a bit of a slope, but you don't mind that. It was stunning day for it, um, as you probably all experienced wherever you were park running around the UK. Uh, yeah. Thanks to Doug's report, there was a lot of us park running around the UK. Um, it was a hot, a hot all day, wasn't it? I've, I've been to Round Hay, not the park run, but I've emceed there for run through, and it's an absolute stunner of a park, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So, so we got parked right next to the start start finish area which is good free parking like I say um did my little five minute jog while I went off and found the loo she came back and I was like no I'm gonna have to walk this so uh so be it I went and stuck a park walker vest on again and god you tell them about the course because you ran it I just walked it so it's three laps um it's all on tarmac uh it is hilly but it's pretty much straight up, straight down, uh, rather than undulating. And the hills, I just didn't think it was that bad. So it's, it's quite a fast course, really, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you start halfway up the hill, uh, run up to the mansion house at the top, um, straight down to the, right down to the bottom of the park, and then straight back up the hill. Very straightforward. Um, it's quite funny to see how many people go bombing down the hill and then try bombing straight back up the hill and you just pass them all just walking halfway up the hill. Uh, but yeah, there's not a lot to say about it really. So quite a- no, so I got a different perspective this week. I didn't have anybody to walk with this week. Nobody else seemed to want to uh, hang around at the back. Everyone was going to jog off and uh, yeah, obviously I couldn't keep up with them. So um, I'm walking up and it's lovely. And one thing they put in their description is no matter where you are in on the course, you'll always be able to see other runners around a different part of the course. And and you can, when they, when these lots set off ahead of me, they take a left turn and it's just really open and stunning. It would have made for an amazing picture if I'd have had a good camera. Uh, but then just as much when you turn the left, it flattens out, goes down a little bit. And then before the hairpin, these lot are all running down and you can see them turning into the cricket pitch. And I did take a picture on my phone of that because it just it, it looked amazing just watching all these runners from first place all the way through just curving around. And, yeah, it was, it was great. Lovely one. Really, really, really nice. Um, everyone was really friendly. Walking at the back, I got to say, keep going to everybody that kept coming past. One thing I forgot to mention the previous week on my walk is when me and Cassie were walking. Uh, this one runner came past and we were like, yeah, well done. You're doing great. And he said, I'd rather be doing what you're doing. And we both in unison shouted, we'd rather be doing what you're doing, um, which uh, was kind of funny at the time, but uh, it's not funny, really. But 
but yeah, no, I was shouting everybody around and telling, encouraging them on and uh, going up the hill. Going up the hill, there were people dying, and uh, I gave one lady some advice. I said, just take take some breaths and uh, shorten your stride as you're going up the hill. And she, she all of a sudden started taking off, and then she just turned and shouted down the hill, "Thank you!" And uh, she, she got herself on her way. So. Uh, yeah, but it was lovely, and uh, I finished. You finished, didn't you? You finished. Can't remember what time, but I was. Um, I still had a lap to walk, and I realised if I could pick up the pace a little bit, I might be on for a park run, a park walk PB. Um, mm. something, something I never there's thought would be. Isn't there? Eh? There's always a challenge in there somewhere. Well, I had, had to try and make it fun this week because I had nobody to talk to, so I thought I need to. I need to do something. So. I looked at me watch and I thought, do you know what? If I can get around this second, this third lap a little bit quicker. And the funny thing is, with my injury, going down slopes is quite painful. Going up, I can I can run up the stairs still, but I have to hobble down the stairs. So M joined me on the last lap and we walked along the flat bit. And then I tried jogging down the downhill bit, but we only jogged for about ten metres or so, and it was too painful. I'm thinking on this last lap, if I can just pick it up like by a minute. I'll park walk PB and but it didn't help running down the hill. We carried on walking. Then once we got to the final hill, that were it. We met these two ladies, didn't we? They cut the corner, by the way. They cut the corner. They were the last there was them two, me, and then Tail Walker was about five minutes behind me, even though I was the last person. So I think they were just out for a leisurely stroll. But yeah, we came down the hill and you take a hairpin left and these two ladies just cut the corner. Well, no, one of them did, and a friend said to her, "Oh, you can't cut that corner because we're a little bit behind." I went, "Cheat!" In the background, and she turned around. And went, I'm joking, it's fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. She went, I feel like I need to go back now. It's like, don't worry, no, no. don't worry. I'm joking. <laughs> we took off up the hill. I, uh, I said, "Come on, let's try and jog up the hill." So I, I jogged up the hill. I was fine. It did no pain, no nothing. I could jog up the hill, but. So put me on a downhill and I'm, I just can't do them. So uh, we jumped the didn't we? And then, and then when we got inside the finish line, I, I, I resorted back to a walk just so they didn't see me uh, running, just in <laughs> case, park walker, etc. Um, cheating the system. And yeah, crossed the line in a park walk PB of about a minute. So well oh, happy. Well happy. What a champ. And if I do it at Poolsbrook this week, it should be a lot easier because it's flatter. Yeah, there you so go. So I've got the downhills to slow down on, so I might be on for another PB, two in two weeks. Anybody you see this, tell him off. Yeah. <laughs> you're on it, you're on it. Well, 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 tomorrow night. I the might be you've running. got now is Tall Matt Taylor listens to this podcast, and he's like core crew, isn't he, at Goldsbrook? So he's going to know. He's going to know. He's been looking out. <laughs> accelerating beyond the walk. Sod him. I'll do it when I'm on the bridge and he can't see from the start area. <laughs> it's a little scurry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know my area. I know where I can run. Um, but, yeah, so surround is lovely. Everyone was really nice. We were, we were coming up to the finish, weren't we? And they were packing the flags and all the signs away because I'm literally the last person. And I'm going through the finish over the line and they're like, well done, well done. And, and I could see them packing it away. So I've got a little shuffle on. Uh, the lady stood at the end of the thing. She's like, uh, she's waiting to scan our barcodes. And I just quickly tucked it in my watch and just walked past her. So I'm back in a second. I just walked up to the run director and I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I want a picture with that. Don't put it away yet. <laughs> she goes, uh, was all day. 
the guy had already folded it and he was about to put it in the bag. I said, don't, don't, I want to take a picture with that. He's like, yeah, but do you know how to put it away? I was like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Step up, step up the old figure of eight twizzly, put your foot on it, pat it down kind of thingy. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. They call it the stittle. I mean, they call it what they like. As long as I get my picture, I don't give a damn. Um, ben, you know, you'll be impressed. I can do the stittle as well. I did it this weekend. I bet you can. I bet you can. It's part of run direct the training, isn't it? Training. Sounds like that Simpsons thing for the night. What they called? Do the Bartman. Do the still. Do the still. Yeah, I want to see. The, oh, there we go. Right, that part run league challenge. That's one week. Everyone's got to take oh. a video of themselves putting the purple sign away. God, could you imagine? Could you imagine going to run directors up and down the country <laughs> and explaining that? Right, I know you've already put your purple sign away, but can I get it out to put it away again? And can you film me doing it? That's Multiple like, people you know, banned from part run due to someone's going to break a purple sign. Yeah, you get you get plus ten points for that. Um, if you replace it. But yeah, no, so we got a purple sign picture. Um that was about it. There was oh, you had a little story at the finish line, didn't you? Go on. You were really angry. She was really angry. I haven't seen her angry like that after a park run for a while. For a while. For was a while. Uh, regularly, but <laughs> tell, tell tell the audience. <laughs> oh, it was it was no big deal. I did have a bit of a winch in the group chat, but I'm not I'm not gonna, you know, be all negative on the podcast it's more that we were there was a group of us running up the hill and we all kind of uh had to put get into a line to basically run across the finish line rather than running in a crowd and tripping each other up apart from the one woman who decided to just try and dive in front of me on the finish line for, for no reason uh nearly tripped me up and it was just more the fact that she just didn't apologize it's just like if you barge into somebody you just go sorry even if you don't mean it. But anyway, I was really annoyed by it until I realised when I got the results, I got position bingo, which I wouldn't have got if she hadn't dived in front of me. And I also yeah. got stopwatch bingo. So it's like, she actually did me a favour. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, brood woman. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you didn't say anything to her at all, did you? You didn't, you didn't have a go at her or anything? I didn't have a go at her. I just told her it was unnecessary to barging people right on the finish line. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's called being a, doing a stittle. <laughs> <laughs> doing a stittle, yeah. She's getting, ready, ready to anybody. take his name, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> people barge in front of me when I'm filming this one crossing the line, so. Uh, yeah, so there you go, two weeks in a row, by the way, she's kicked my ass at part run. Um, yeah, on, on for the three Peter Pools, but next week, yeah. Uh, I think he's pretty much nailed on, so... Uh, Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> Amazing. Anyone, anyone uh, any good breakfast stories? Oh, yeah. Uh, so we found somewhere for breakfast. I've probably mentioned it before. There's a Facebook page called Part Run Breakfasts. So if you go into a new part run, you can search the part run and some deal posted the breakfast from somewhere. So that's where I find our breakfast location. It's a place called Tasty Kitchen at the bottom of the park um, across the road. It was lovely. It was, yeah. Free parking again right near it. Um, we walked across. The other problem was it was in the shade. Everywhere else was in the sun. But so be it. We sat out on the uh, 
on the decking area outside and uh, yeah it was a nice menu I, I resisted to full English I'm uh, not that I'm trying to be healthy but I can't justify eating a massive full English when I'm not running at the minute although I'm getting fatter I don't want to be a lot heavier by the time I come back to this so um yeah we we, we both looked at the healthier menu and um, it's not much healthier and we both liked a few dishes so we chose uh, chose one each and we just shared them when they came out one was one was like a brioche bun with hash brown avocado egg and bacon in it was it and then the other one was like a sweet i feel like it was a sweet potato fritter with salmon in it and it had it had egg and spinach with it as well so there you go so we just locked them in half and uh, shared them and it was lovely. And coffee was nice as well. It was decent coffee for once. So quite enjoyed that. We, we sat there eating and this this lady in a Sheffield half marathon top just randomly walking down the street stops and starts staring at us. Em's looking down at her food and I'm looking at this lady and she's about five metres away. And I'm thinking, why is she staring at us? She's got a Sheffield half marathon top. But she knew Emma. So uh, it's, no, it's normally Ben, you know. Everybody knows Ben. So it was nice. Yeah, rider. <laughs> Is that, is that guy off the internet, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you, you found a friend, didn't you, in the middle of Leeds? And uh, yeah, it was lovely. The breakfast was lovely. Really nice. Loads of dogs in the cafe as well. So we had a great, great breakfast. So uh, yeah. That was it. So around Hay Park is, yeah, around the one to go to. Right. Listen, here's, here's what I'm going to do, guys. I'm going to do a very quick sales pitch for this weekend. Uh, and then I'm going to do something a little bit drastic because my connection is absolutely dreadful. JP, I'm not saying stop recording. Let's keep this going. But I am going to do something. So the sales pitch to finish off this segment is this weekend, Coolsbrook Park Run, what the Fart Lake Cup final. It's the big one. It's been three months in the making. It's a lot of hard work from Ben and Emmett. It's amazing performances from the 100 plus people that took part. Four months. Sorry, Ben. From the 100 plus people that took part since the start of the year with incredible PBs falling left, right and centre. And it comes to a climax this Saturday morning at Poolsbrook Park, just off Junction 28, Ben, is it, on the M1? Uh, no, it's a bit further up than that, isn't it? Isn't it 38? Or 20, um, 29, 29, 29A, 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 29A,
JP on that. Don't, don't mind. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. Of course I know. I, I want to see him squirm a little bit more. I haven't got a clues next week. Well, why don't you dance monkey and get into the roll call? <laughs> yeah, so I suppose first things first then, eh? It's a long time since I've done this. I've got a new phone, so I don't know where all my, all my bloody notes are. But now we know you'll be loving this thing right here. Our O-double-L calling is right here. Talk with family, put them hands in the air, because if you don't care... We don't we care... Don't was it five? Was it ten? Or the big twenty-six? A half or an ultra or it's chilling on Netflix. So where the hell you at, fam? Put them hands up and back this call up while we fill this call up. I fucked it up. Calling, 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 calling. What? What? <laughs> I mean, a half decent effort. You definitely got your words mixed up around the Netflix bit. Yeah. Netflix. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't think he's ever done that bit right, has he? No, no. Go on, Matt. You can go first. Am I going first, am I? Yeah. Uh, so, first up, we have Tracy Hoyle at one, a great Manchester 10K run, and she's put like a, a, a sweating, heaty, hot emoji. Yeah, it was uh, it was banging hot this at the weekend, so uh, well done on that, Tracy. Amazing running. Yeah. JP, do you want to go next? Yeah, it's a good old McPauley. So, he's, he's put two on, so he's put one on for himself. Amy, Jordan and Rachel. Rachel got a PB. And also completing the Hot and Hilly Dronfield 10K. Well done, you guys. And then well done to uh, Simor, so the Sim Reaper, who completed his first 10K race this weekend, again at Dronfield. Well done, Dronfield crew. Emma? Oh, go on. Uh, it's Be Happy underscore runner. Uh, she got a course PB at part run and her first sub 35K in six years. The comeback is strong. Nice one, B. Well done, B. Well done. Uh, next up, Hayley runs here. She has got to give a huge shout out to Joe and Adam for Windermere. And well done, guys. I mean, that looked like a hot, hilly race. Yeah, tough all race, that one. Uh, I've got Dumb Witness. Uh, oh, Doug, I threw him at Paul's Park Run Tourism record in the bin. I mean, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> do you know what it means, Ben? I do, I do. Doug, uh, Doug published his parkrun report from the weekend based on the 5K app. Um, mm. And he somehow thought that McPauley had only done 10 different venues with Rotherham being his 10th one that he went to. Mm. Uh, I think McPauley's actually done about 41 or 42 venues. So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not quite sure how he uh, got that mixed up, but he, he, he noticed it and changed it. So uh, McPauley, you have done 40 odd venues. and. Uh, Others apologise. So, <laughs> also the next one is Jolie running. We've got to sing the song, right? Jolie, 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 Jolie. He set himself out quite rightly, and then Adam, big bushy beard, and Andy for doing the Windermere Marathon. So it's his toughest run to date, and it sounds terrific. So well done, guys. And it was hot, very hot. hot, hot. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take take the next one um it's my well i don't know if he is my mate now i gave him a week to send me a pie and he's still not sent me a pie yet so uh i'll give him one more, one more week uh he's pie club runner Stephen. uh he ran one hour and 45 minutes at the great manchester run half marathon uh and a sunday dinner pie with a pie and a on manchester what the hell <laughs> <laughs> Pies all over the place for uh, for Stephen. Uh, yeah, we we saw Stephen and we did our uh, Hilt, uh, interval sessions around uh, Europa Link, and he was just parking the car up as I was 
trailing past doing my uh, my final speed session and he uh, gave me a shout while I breathed just like <laughs> back at him like that. So yeah, good to see you, Steve. <laughs> yeah, he, he had the pie for you there as well. Oh, did he? Matt oh. ate it. Ah, oh, wounded. You eat yeah. a pie, Matt? It? Uh, um, no. You're not doing like my pie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Uh, I love you. Uh, <laughs> we've got Adam Browlyrand, uh, big bushy beard. Uh, Windermere Marathon on what felt like the hottest day of the year, taking a well-earned rest. Yeah, I think you need a rest after that. Awesome. Uh, is next? Hi, Matty. Is it uh, back to me? Is it? Uh, Alana Parkrunner, uh, sh- shout out to Neil. Oh, she's, she's, there's two here. Oh, sorry, she's, she's got a couple of, couple of shout outs. These are the last one. So we've got uh, a shout out to Neil Marshall for smashing the Cookson 10K. Yeah, awesome, really, Neil. Uh, and Jordy Jogger James shaved three minutes and 14 seconds off his Parkrun PB. Wow, three, three and a half, three minutes, 14 seconds off the Parkrun PB. That's an awesome, awesome uh, achievement. That well done. And that is Good it. Idea. Can I just give a little shout out to Alana's partner, James? He was a very reluctant park runner. Um, right. We met him at Stewart Park Run when we went up to Middlesbrough and he still wasn't quite on board with it. He didn't fully understand it. But since then, he has gone on. He's taken himself to park runs, as we mentioned last week. Um, he's He's got the 5K app. He's chasing challenges. He's just signed up to Instagram. Um, I can't remember. Well, he's, she's tagged yeah, him in the... Yeah, in the Go and give him a follow. He's a he's a he's a Toon fan, a Newcastle fan, and he's going to be running all his park runs in his Newcastle shirt by the sounds of it. But fair play. Um, but yeah, he's he's fully got on the park run boss now. So uh, well, welcome to it, James. We love you. Awesome stuff. Uh, that's that's it then for the roll calls. Well done, everybody. Uh, all you've achieved last week. Uh, same same time next week. Get your uh, get your shouts in, and we'll give you a call. Um. Finishing off then, have we got any thank yous? Uh, we'd like to do it. Any, any offers? I think since so, you've not been here for a while, Matt, you should do it. Ah. Fair enough, fair enough, I'll do it. So thank you to Graham Linley for super awesome theme music. Uh, thank you to our guest this week, Gemma Dula. Uh, awesome chat with Rob, as always. Uh, thank you to Rob for doing all the interviews, doing all the chats and getting us lot sorted. Thanks to JP for all he does, organising the interviews, organising the guests. Uh, and all that sort of stuff. Thanks to Ben and Emma for coming on, sharing their story uh, and their parkrun adventures. Ben, it's good to see you uh, being a bit jovial about it. I can see, hear the uh, sadness in your voice uh, from what's happening. So, uh, yeah, hope your recovery comes comes quickly uh, for that. Uh, thank you to all the guys in the background then. So we've got Jack, we've got Samu, we've got Lou, uh, we've got Joe. Uh, Joe. Um, anybody else I've missed? Mr. Man, John. That one, John. Yes, that one, John. Newsletter. All the newsletter guys. We've got uh, Nick Finney, uh, Jamie Denham, Claire Forsyth, and Paul McWhorter. Uh, thank you to you guys, uh, and thank you for me for turning up this week, I suppose. That's, that's that's one. Uh, actually, semi doing your job as well. You've done a pretty. Yeah, <laughs> you've been a middling five out of ten so far. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate the uh, the uh, good good. Shout out for positive, that. positive reinforcement, Mark. That's what it's called. <laughs> Do you want to know who's on the show next week? Have you figured it out yet? Punching the ribs, that's all. You give me that positive reinforcement. Now I'm waiting for a, a bit of a jab. 
Do we need to know where people can find us and follow us and listen to us? Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Yeah, Gem- yeah we do, we do. Emma's, Emma's the best at doing that, so uh, Emma, fire away. If you've made it so this far in the episode and you actually want to listen to us again, uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter and YouTube. We've got a website, whatthefartlet.com. Uh, we've got an email if you want to get in touch, whatthefartletpodcast at gmail.com. You can get us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music and Google Music. And apparently you can listen to the episode through the website. Look at that. Brilliant. I'm going to try that. I know Rob mentioned it last week, but yeah, I just want to go and try it. Mm-hmm. Where can they find you, Emma, if they want to find you? I'm at EmmaJJ85. How about you, Ben? Uh, I'm at Sheffield underscore Strider. What about you, JP? I'm at JP Runs Free. Matt? Uh, and I'm at Matty Owls. Uh, and, and that's about it from us. Uh, would you like to know who's on next week? Absolutely. Anybody know who's on next week? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, you want to, do you want to know? Do you know? I, I know we've got on next week. I think you, you've listened to it, haven't you? Uh, yeah. I, I've not had a chance to listen to it yet, actually. But we've got Craig from Runner uh, on next week. So I, I don't know if you want to have a bit of a spiel about what, what he's all about, uh, JP, if you can remember. Yeah, it's a really good chat. Um, I really enjoyed listening to this one. So uh, Craig talked about his own running journey. So going from marathoner to ultramarathoner. He also talked about developing his own running brand so him, him and a couple of mates uh devise runner and you know they're a well-known brand in the in the running market these days so he talks all about that and um, you guys will you know really enjoy it next week but listening to his stories about the charity stuff that runner do as well it's really inspiring and, and really awesome so yeah can't wait to share it nice one nice one. that's that's all about nothing isn't it yeah um, yeah that's about it not bad does everyone remember the spiel that Rob gives at the end of this or not? No? So I'll try it. You've heard it about 113 uh, times. Um, this, this could also be the say something funny at the end, Matt, because you're going to fuck this up, aren't you? <laughs> 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 we run with the full, be excellent to each of all, just get in the fucking bin or something along those lines. Uh, oh, I forgot it now, that's about it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll switch off when Rob's talking. <laughs> Oh dear. Take a car, Matt, and serve it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get the idea. Finish it, finish it off, Matt. Come on. Do something stupid other than your normal self. I don't know. Nothing. Take a car, Matt. Beep, beep. <laughs